I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we have an awesome, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, guest who will be with us actually for the next several broadcasts. Dun, Broadcast. dun, Broadcasts. <laughs> Podcasts. Hello, I'm Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Yay, Ryan. We're very Yay. excited to have you. Have you been, yes. it's been one episode that you've been on or two? Just the one. You were on Quest for Camelot. Is that the only one? Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. So we're very I'm happy to have you back. Well, I I know because you have so many movies that you've told me you're interested in being on and we haven't done any of those movies yet. <laughs> so today we watched another Out of the Inkwell cartoon by the Fleischer Brothers. Um, this one was called Modeling. Um, this is actually the, maybe the first, it's at least one of the first, if not the first one that they did. Um, once they founded their own studio rather than at Bray Productions, um, like the tantalizing fly that we watched previously, that was at Bray Productions. Um, and this is the first one at their own studio. I don't really have any other facts about it besides yeah, other that. Than, other than I'm really interested to know how the technique did. We discussed different techniques where, so I'm assuming they had a still photograph of the room and how so. they had, because I'm like, when how he runs they around have the room. him do that and yeah. come out and run all around? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a little bit of stop motion too with the clay stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty ambitious little short, uh, especially at the time. Um, it's neat. <laughs> There's more than yeah. animation on live stills too. They, they, they do animation on, on videos, at least on a section of the frame. It's very brief, yeah, yeah. but he like knocks him over once he's, when they come back over to the, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about. So wait, can you explain again? What was that, Ryan? What did they do? They, uh, they, they, the three characters, the three humans walk back over to the, the drawing board and he's like stood up on his head, I think from the first time they threw the clay at him and the painter Correct. knocks him over. It, while he's still, while they're all still standing there and moving, so it's a combination of of live action. So, what would that be? It's just basically like for for most of the time where the animation is moving on over live action, it's like a still frame. But Ryan's saying for that small portion, it was moving video okay. that the animation was moving on, which which is it was against not so uncommon still, now, but... but right. So so yeah, no, they did they did a lot of stuff to try to mesh the live action and the and the animated together it was it was neat yeah, yeah. and when was this done uh 1920 wow 21 i'm in 21 i think you're right i think you're right 21 okay. um I, I watched several out of the inkwell cartoons that i didn't think were good enough to watch so <laughs> um does someone want to give a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? There's not really spoilers, but just a brief synopsis of what actually happens in this cartoon. It's called sure. Modeling. What happens? I'll take care of that. Sure. Yay! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so a there's a, a seems to be some sort of art studio, and a painter is, is there, and also a sculptor. Uh, uh, the painter is working on drawing, uh, and he plays around a little bit with, with various... Uh, looks like acting exercises. I don't, I've, having not seen a lot of Out of the Inkwell stuff before, I don't, I don't know if there's some vague storyline behind why his ink 
moves, but he, he's playing around with that, with just some drawing exercises. And then uh, a man comes in to have a, a paint or a, a, a bust sculpted of his of his head. Uh, and while well, he's working on that and not enjoying it, <laughs> getting way too deep in the weeds. Uh, uh, he finally gets the the clown drawn, and the clown starts having fun by himself over on the painting and shenanigans. So much shenanigans. So many shenanigans, mostly shenanigans. Yes, yes. Kind of a little, little um, mischievous, but also mean spirited little. Yes. Little clown. <laughs> there's 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 one that I watched where he where the his creator like goes out fishing on a little rock and and he like goes through the water and steals the boat and strands him. So yes, he's mis- <laughs> he's he's mischievous. It's a generous <laughs> word at that point. Oh, I know, no. right? I well, it wasn't it wasn't super <laughs> far off offshore, so the guy was a- easily able to swim back, but all his clothes Assuming got wet. he can swim. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's two guys also. Anyways, um, that was a whole different short. It was fine. Um, but this, this one was more interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's start talking. Um, I mean, it's the story, the characters, um, yeah. What, what we think our main characters is, is the live action actors. And then the clown who is eventually named Coco, I don't think has a name at this point still. Are those just um, actors, by the way, or or are those like the Fleischers, the, or, or what? I know for sure that the main guy who draws Coco is is one of the Fleischers. Um, the other two, I, I I assume that the guy who's getting the sculpture done is not one of them. I don't think that the other one is necessarily the other Fleischer. I believe it's Max who is who was on screen and he was also in Tantalizing Fly. Um, but I, I don't know because there's not it's hard to find info specifically about this short rather than just the out of the inkwell series right um so i'm not sure but at least one of them is yes one of the flashers. i think that's right because i remember i don't know if it's i don't know if they have other brothers but i think a brother or one of the brothers was the the model for the, yes for that's Coco, right. right the other one yes yeah. the other one is the um what is, what is the rotoscoping model yeah. for Coco? What I find interesting is the link that the the drawing, so in this, you know, this case, Coco the Clown can have between the picture he's in and the real world. So in this case, the the um, artist drew a crack in the eye. So like he put, he was frustrated because he said Coco wasn't moving enough and he wanted him to liven up. And so he ended up putting ice skates on him and drew a winter scene, you know, trees, whatever, but then put a crack in the ice. And then the other artist that Ryan pointed out that was sculpting a client, uh, he wanted, he wanted a consultation and he wanted help. He was stuck on the sculptor, on the sculpture or the head bust of the client and wanted the artist who was drawing Coco to come over and help him. And so then while that artist was doing that, then Coco is doing all kinds of shenanigans, but ultimately he crawls through or jumps through this crack in the ice, which leads him to the real world. It seems to lead him out the back of the page because he walks around the bag. Mm, Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just, just an interesting premise and, and, Oh, also to what you said earlier, Ryan, um, as far as I'm aware, there's no, at least in the shorts, like explanation for why 
Coco is like this or able to interact or anything. It's just a drawing that Max Fleischer did who has a lot of personality. It's just self-evident of the form. This is, an, yeah, this is animation. This is what it can do. He just is alive. Get get used to it. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Yeah, and it, and it's neat because he slides, like at one point he kind of like slides down the books that are on, on a, I don't know if it's on the same desk or nearby. He climbs mm-hmm. down the table. He runs around on the floor. He climbs back up this other. He gets clay. He's a rambunctious Yeah, I guy. mean, he literally cl- crawls into the mouth of the bust of the guy and then he start, climbs somehow, supposedly, from inside in the nose and starts making the nose do all kinds of weird things. At that point, the client had about had enough yeah. and left. He was over it. Yeah. So, and, so the, yeah. the client is, is unhappy with the bust because it too accurately depicts his large and bulbous nose. And that's why yes. that's why the, the sculptor asks for the consult uh, from the artist. Uh, so while the artist is over there helping with that, that's when Coco is doing a lot of... Uh, messing around on his skates, doing a lot of different stuff on his skates. So they clearly use that as an opportunity to to play with that particular style of motion, especially with the rotoscoping. Yeah, yeah. I, I found yeah. that I found it a little uh, distracting, honestly, watching it switch back and forth between the rotoscope and and the the non rotoscope animation. Isn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like just it's like strangely cl- clean and, and fluid and then suddenly classic uh, uh like you know, fleischer betty boop style animation yeah. cartoony it's it's interesting yeah it's yeah it's definitely interesting i don't know i'm i'm curious especially you mom how much you do or don't notice that sort of thing well i was gonna ask can you tell me where the distinction in it because in my mind so it, what what is rotoscoping i mean, what Rot- I mean so is- rotoscoping is live action is live action footage that was shot and then they basically just animate over it so that it the animation more or less perfectly matches the live action it's so it's anything ba- it's yeah. like it's like tracing except that yeah. they, they also do additional stuff to the figure to you know make it look yeah. right so they're they are still drawing their own drawings but they use the the shapes of the bodies on the on the film to actually animate the motion yes exactly and so basically anything that coco does that's reasonably realistic is rotoscoping and anything that is like clearly not something a a human can physically do or like anything with like the the bear and the cows and and stuff that appear any of that is not going to be rotoscoped. Okay, that's what I was was wondering. And and what about the same with the house? Like that was kind of oh, the house is. I mean, no, the house isn't rotoscoped at all. Right. Yeah. So I just mean like when all of that was was going around. Okay. Yeah, I, I see can, what you're saying. And, and and he mixes back and forth between it, like in the same shot, like without cuts and stuff. Uh, you know, I guess as as his his access to a model for that particular pose runs out, he'll he'll continue it uh, into say he whoever whoever's doing it they uh, i think it's mostly max from what i understand okay uh continues it in, into a more traditionally animated motion what really keys it in for me is you, you can notice during the rotoscoping a lot of very subtle uh minor movements that are totally yeah. natural for a human to do but very hard to pick up for an animator when you're trying to get these broad strokes of, of a movement it's sometimes difficult unless you're very practiced to to get these little subtle animation uh, movements in there and so that's really what keys it in for me i can see these little just arm movements and you know 
shuffles and body shifts and stuff. It's it's really cool. You know, I, I, I can't help but think, I'm assuming that there's they could not have done all of this if they were trying to do color. Color hasn't come in yet, but I would think that would have right. been a whole lot you know, more difficult. Um, I mean, it's it basically look. an extra process yeah. over, over the animation. It, it certainly makes the animation take more time, but it doesn't necessarily affect the actual poses and stuff, especially in, in some of its early iterations. Yeah. We just take it for granted, but they hadn't just hadn't invented the technology yet to, yeah. to introduce the color to that particular form and, and still make yeah. it. Make Eventually it we'll get into Technicolor filmable. and there's like two strip and three strip Technicolor and different people patent it. So like some people aren't allowed to use the better looking color for a bit. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, we're not there yet. I think the first instances of color is going to be towards the late 1920s. Okay. And it doesn't become common until like late 1930s or 1940s. I was just wondering since there was such a back and forth between the rotoscoping and the regular, did you say regular animation? Yeah, just regular. Um, if, if it was color, if there would have been variants of color and if that would have been noticeable. I mean, that, that it, I mean, it's hard to say. We don't know what it would have been colored like. So yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still doing all the drawings. They're just using the, the yeah. film as as a, a a motion reference. So theoretically, when they start doing rotoscoping with color, which does obviously still uh, happen uh, eventually, uh, they they just use the same coloring process. It's just a, a different basis for the the movement reference. Yeah. Okay. All right, I I, f- I found the the claymation pretty interesting is that do you, yeah. i know it's not your typical focus but do you do you have any reference on how prevalent it was there claymation before this i don't think i mean i don't think super prevalent especially in the shorts sphere um i know that the like the second oldest still surviving animated feature film is a um claymation one that i think was done in like france or something um but that's that was either late 1920s or early 1930s i think um Mm. so i'm not yeah i'm not sure like there's there was some amount of it in some of the earliest animation that we watched um but not necessarily like with clay clay, yeah claymation was a like a, a big it was a big part of the effects of you know the regular movie industry early on yeah i'm just curious when it started I yeah i mean that. i think i think it is in the 1910s that um oh i'm blanking on his name right now i can only think of windsor mckay but it's a different w name the 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 kind of like one of the the main dudes who was doing stop motion animation um started doing any of that i want to say it was the late 1910s hmm. um cool. and then i think he ended up working on like king kong and then in 1933 and he was like the mentor to the guy who's most well known for doing that, who I also cannot think of the name of right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was late 1910s. So he probably had done at least some work with that, which I, I mean, maybe the Fleischers saw. I don't, I'm not sure. It's hard to say. Just, just kind of interested to, to think of how, how remarkable that would have been to the audience at the time, whether they had yeah. seen claymation at that point. And especially, I don't think that, that the audience would be, would have seen a combination of that and 
the traditional animation, you know? Um, So yeah, no, I think this, I think this short was made to wow audiences. Like it feels like that's the case. Um, Yeah. yeah. Cause even like the splat, when, when Coco throws the clay at, the artist the and it hits him in the, the eye and it hits them well one well, of them it was on this almost kind that of the wasn't eye side that of wasn't his... coco that was the guy who was having the sculpture done oh okay. <laughs> when he was mad and okay. storming off he picked up some of the clay and threw it okay but yeah i was just gonna say but it was it was kind of it was like it was splatted and to do that because you know regular ball of clay or whatever is going to be hard so i mean how they how they i mean you can you could see cut. yeah you could see the cut like between yeah. Like him not having it on his face and then it being all over his face. And he's like holding it there because it's like, yeah. oh, you hit me. But really, it's like, let me put this on my face and have it there. And it was pretty nicely done, but the yeah. cut's fairly yeah. obvious. I mean, it's like pretty typical for, for jump cut uh, effects yeah. Of, yeah. The, of the time, but it was still, you know, effective. I mean, they were still doing that in like the 70s with the original Star Wars. That's the exactly jump cuts between the lightsabers <laughs> being on and off. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's just... Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, different film techniques were used. Um, yeah, the mixed media was really cool. I think my favorite part of that was when... Uh, was when... I think... Oh, uh, the artist threw clay at Coco. And so then on the... Um, art... Or on the uh, animated Four. piece, like, they're animating, but then also stretching out the clay uh, to... As if Coco's like under there, you know, mm-hmm. moving around. Like, yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and I, I liked, I, I liked all the shenanigans he was getting up to on his board with the going into the house and the polar bear and all that sort of stuff. It, it was nice. It was fun. Yeah, the cows. It was fun seeing other things drawn, like drawn rather than just Coco. It's like, oh, there's a bear. There's uh, cows there's amnonals <laughs> oh uh to that end during during the, the the long period of of the skating animation while the artist is over consulting with the uh sculptor there's a, a segment and they actually reuse it a little later in the short there's a segment where he yes. skates towards the camera in quotes the camera uh and uh like sticks his tongue out as he passes real close and then disappears off frame yeah yeah if there's anyone out there listening, and maybe I don't know, Danica, if you've seen it now, if I, you remember, but there's I'm some not sure. somebody has referenced that in the relative recent past. I know I've seen that that particular bit of of, of uh, visual language recently. Someone's like moving past the camera like that and sticking their tongue out, and I cannot remember. So if anyone can, let us know. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed the shot you were talking about when we when we watched it and. It does feel kind of familiar, but I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Like it's not anything where it's like, oh, it's definitely that. I don't know. I'm certain it was just <laughs> someone referencing this this probably yeah directly. You know, like just some animator nerd. Like, oh, let's yeah, let's animators are all a bunch of nerds who love <laughs> yeah. referencing old stuff. <laughs> yes, be like, yes, someone catch my reference. Yeah, I yeah. challenge you. Oh, we're skating on ice. <laughs> Guess what we're gonna do? Fleischer reference. <laughs> yes. Feels, it feels like Rebecca Sugar would be one to do that. Like, goodness knows she clearly loves the Fleischer stuff. Yeah, I'm with... Uh, Spinell in the exactly. movie. Yeah, who's just a, a rubber hose animated character. Yes. Um, 
So, I mean, we've, we're on story characters, but we've also kind of been talking about the animation. Um, I don't, I don't think that there's really much to say with the sound. Um, I don't even know if Ryan was watching the same video as us, so I don't know what your sound was like. Uh, Mine was very, not that it matters, but mine was very, like, uh, accordion-y. Yeah, I think that might have been... Music box. Yeah, that might have been the kind of... That seems like the sort of thing we were listening to also. Um, And yeah, that that was fine. Um, But yeah, is there anything else with um, any of this story, characters, animation um, before... I don't even know if we have anything for the house of hold up section, but um, well, actually, yes, I I want to reference something that I liked, but also ask you and Ryan how if that was um, how that was done, sure, if it was animation or what. But when Coco finally climbs through the page because he doesn't want to get in trouble, I guess, <laughs> and he then he jumps back through the crack and comes out and then climbs into the inkwell and then pulls the stopper of the inkwell over him. <laughs> it's a bit stop um, motion animation again, okay, basically. Okay, because again, he was like going into an actual physical inkwell Yeah, or thing. possibly they, they might have even just recorded. They would have had to do it fairly carefully to pull. I think it's probably stop motion. Truly? Yeah. Truly? That inkwell is so dark. Yeah. I, I'm willing to believe that they just a- animated the stopper. Yeah. Until until it was back in, mm. and they replaced it with the live one. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of what it looked like to me. I'd have to go rewatch. Yeah, it I wasn't closer, looking super I, close. I, I think they just, I think that I think they just animated the stopper while while he was messing. That would make sense to me. Maybe so, but it was a nice ending. It was really yeah, cute because I mean, it's like Coco's like, I'm not gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> peace out. Yeah, peace out. Yeah, it was cute. I was just curious about early on, like. What's this clay modeling appointment? But uh, Ryan had a really good um, guess at it being like an art studio or something. Because otherwise, I'm like, what's this guy doing here? Like, is he just sharing a space? Yeah, it's like animation isn't lucrative enough for us to rely solely on that. <laughs> yeah. Just a shared art yeah, space. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that guy. I, I wonder if that was his real name. I know, I was wondering, He also real, had, I think, but I don't know. He also yeah. had very large ears that, I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of... I think he just looks like that, his, and you know, that's valid. His, they just, they yeah. just cast an interesting yeah. man. Very distinctive yeah. man. Um, it's been out of classified, like, do you have an interesting face? You <laughs> me here. Um, I don't... Let's go to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it? Hold up. I don't actually know if we have anything for this. Um, Just fine. It holds yeah, up like it's a cute fine. little cartoon. Um, there's no like ladies or people of color in it for it to be awful towards. So, I mean. <laughs> well, and also too, as I know you've talked about before uh, using stereotypes or, or caricatures of people's features but I think that was that man's real I think feature. That was just so his I face. don't think you could say, "Oh, there's you know big nose," and they're trying to reference you know. Yeah, like this man is clearly self conscious about his face because he doesn't want the sculpture to look exactly like it. Yeah. But... Yeah, he 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 had an interesting and somewhat exaggerated face, but it wasn't of any particular like stereotypical kind. Yeah, I don't think so. so. I think that's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> um. Unless it's just one we don't reference. Possibly. Like, a, a reference the only thing that I can that think is anti-Semitic like, in some way, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> like at the time, they're like, this is what Austrians look like. He's Austrian. Oh, no. 
who knows? Oh, we don't no. know. Just a guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. There's nothing spoilers. So I mean, let's just let's just go on and talk about what was your um, least favorite whole portion of this thing. Can be a full scene. Can be like one tiny little moment. Just whatever. What was your least favorite part of this? I was just gonna say all all like all the dialogue cards. I, I <laughs> yeah. get how they're useful, but just do better. Just do better letting us know what they're doing because they did that on occasion. Uh, when the the subject of the sculpture, the client saw Coco moving around over on the on the board, he was like, you could clearly see see him saying what he said, and they didn't they they didn't dub it. They didn't put a card up because it was clear. He was like, what what's yeah. that or something? Just do that. I didn't like the cards are. Uh, no, yeah, I get, I get it. All I was just gonna say is uh, when Coco was inside the the sculpted nose, just because, just because it was mean, and <laughs> it and was it fun. was just kind of, I know, I know, I know, it was mean, but it was just kind of like a little bit, a little bit gross, not like real gross or anything, but yeah. Some of the beginning part, just because it was a bit slower. Than the rest of the short, but I think once I'm it gonna, got going, then it was it was very entertaining. Yeah, I think I agree. The, the like I don't I don't know if there's a whole whole lot you could have done to speed it up, but yeah, that is the the least interesting portion is just the the setup for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What was your favorite part? Uh, mine was uh, what I mentioned earlier, where the the clay gets thrown on to Coco and then you get the animated portion with the claymation portion. I like the, the mixed media stuff. Mine is going to be Coco uh, going off and getting back into the inkwell and put, pulling the stopper. Cause I just, it was just so cool and just a, a really neat ending. I think mine is like the stuff with the bear. I just didn't like, I enjoyed the shagginess of the bear. So I just enjoyed them tumbling and, breaking the house and the bear getting put into the snow and stuff. Just all that was fun. I am going to pull back a little bit on my critique of the cards. <laughs> it did provide that, that joke about him. It looks too much. like That's him. true. It did provide that. <laughs> that was very uh, funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll grant it that. Um, but uh, my favorite, uh, just the, watching the interaction between the, the, the rotoscope and the, the standard interact, uh, standard animation and, watching it flip back and forth. That was really yeah. fun for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that, like, uh, the rotoscope was really fluid. Like, uh, the beginning where Coco was tumbling around looked really nice. And then on the ice skates where he was just skating around, like, where he went far, where he was far and he was going towards the camera, what we mentioned earlier where he kind of stuck out his tongue. Yeah. But, like, his movements just looked so nice while he was, like, skating and things like that. Um... Who was your least favorite character? This time there's more than two characters, so... Um, probably the actual sculptor guy. Yeah. He was the... He, I he's like necessary, that. but he's the least interesting character. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have yeah. to second that, or... Yeah. Yeah. Across the board. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? I guess Coco for me, even though he was a stinker. The uh, subject is it, it maybe him. He was very funny. Yeah. That yeah. line was so good. I like the client. He's <laughs> he's very self aware. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> Looks too much like. Uh, I'm t- yeah, I'm torn between them. I like them both. I think the client. He's fun. He's a, he's a fun guy. Yeah. 
Um, let's start talking about overall consensus. Would you recommend it? And what would you rate it? Yeah, I definitely recommend this one. It's a little slow to start, but they do a lot of interesting things that we've talked about. Rating wise, I'll give it a 3.75. Oh, you were just, that is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of when you were going. But yeah, so I, I will I will second that. Um, I, I would absolutely recommend it. It was really fun to watch. I really did enjoy it. And then, yeah, I'm a 3.75. Um. Yeah, uh, reasonably unconditional recommendation, you know? I mean, it's just gonna not going to be interesting to some people, and to others it will be. Um, but, you know, it, it's, 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 it's fun even out of context, uh, if you're, you know, open to enjoying some animation. So, uh, that said, I still feel like older animation hits a kind of cap for me. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, of, of possible enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. So it's a solid, a solid three. Like that's that's a good recommendation. Check it out. But you know, there's more interesting and enjoyable things out there. I think I'm a hundred percent on on Ryan's side. Um, I think I think you two are mostly just like after all the shorts that we've watched so far, this is like <laughs> so know, far is, beyond is, them. It is, it is. Um, but I, I, I've watched a lot of cartoon shorts and there's lots of really good ones that are eventually coming our way. So yeah, I, I think this is good. I definitely recommend it. Um, best out of the inkwell that I've watched so far. Um, and yeah, I'd give it a three. I'd give it a three. I think this is a solid little cartoon. That's all for this time. Next time on our main episode, we will be watching um, an animated Treasure Island movie. Um, so, you know, one of one of the couple of those that exists. Um, or is it even a couple? I think it's literally a couple. If you want to count Muppets <laughs> as animation, which yes, I do. No. I just <laughs> count yes, animation. I count it as animation. They're... They don't move unless they're animated by puppeteers. Anyways, um, um, Ryan, thank you so much for being a puppet with us. Like, what I mean, <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for being with us, and I'm so excited that you're going to be with us uh, for the next uh, foreseeable future. So, yay! Yes, Me too. There's there's a few scores that need to be settled <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm here to right these wrongs. <laughs> See you next time. Until next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.